Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday, uh, September 20. My name is Tom Joustra. And I am your guest for, I'm sorry, I am your host for the week. And typically I'm the host for the third week of the month. So here we are already on the third week of September. And um, my guest this week, all week long, is Mr. Pete Vanderwell. So welcome, Pete. Hello there. It's good to be here again. Yeah, for sure. Because you did this with Brendan. Yes, a few months ago. Several months ago, right? But it was over Zoom. Yes. Right? And I remember doing one with Brendan as well over Zoom, but... Yeah, Pete and I were just saying before we pushed uh, play here, before we pushed record, that we kind of like being face to face with yeah. in the same room, and it's much easier to converse this way, isn't it? Yes. So Absolutely. anyway, so welcome and thank you, Pete, for being willing to be my my guest this week. So, all right, so we're going to dive into the first. No, before we dive into our first piece of scripture, Pete, I don't know if everybody at church knows you. Now we have a little connection. Um, well, two connections probably because I used to play the keyboard and the piano right. um, up on stage, um, and you would be like doing the slides, right? right? Right. And so we have a little connection there that we yeah. knew each other a little bit. But now, over the last what six years, yeah, or I've so? had to I've had to depart the worship team for my wife's uh, health reasons. Well, right. Most people know what we're talking about, so we're not going to get into it here. Correct. She's doing much better. Yeah. But I'm told that the they're doing very well with new members, so that's good. Nice. Because nice. you know you can't run your whole show with. All senior citizens, uh, I don't think. <laughs> well, you can. We you can, could, but, but uh, it's just not going to last very long. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we've been, uh, my wife and I are charter members of Victory Point. We go a little past 25 years, I suspect. Wow. And uh, maybe even close to 30. I'm not sure how old I started. Yeah. And uh, we've been here the whole time, and I've been on tech teams up until recently, and I've enjoyed it. And one of the other things that most people don't realize maybe is I'm bilingual. I do speak conversational Dutch quite well, but in a city like Holland, nobody speaks Dutch anymore. Isn't that, isn't that unique? <laughs> that is very unique, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, interesting, when you say bilingual, you know, right away I was like, oh, does he know Spanish? Yeah. But no, it's it's Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you, were you, were you born in the Netherlands or no? My parents emigrated from the Netherlands when I was seven years old. Okay. Fifteen, I'm 75 right now, so if you do the math, that's uh, about 1951. Wow. Yeah. So do you remember that then when you were seven? Oh, yes. Oh, well, I remember the language yet. So well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And you immigrated to not Holland area, was it? We immigrated to Muskegon. Muskegon. We had some relatives there. And, you know, and my wife and I moved to Holland about 43 years ago. Okay. So we've lived on the north side and I've been, uh, I just re recently retired as a gent from as being a Gentex employee yes. after being there for a little over 29 years. They, uh, they made it very easy for me to retire. I'm grateful for that. Part of the incentive was the COVID because <laughs> they wanted to reduce the the, you know, the workforce a little right, bit. Right, right. Uh, but it worked out well for me. Um, right, right. But not everybody, I'm afraid. Yeah, true, true. So, Well, thank you, <laughs> Mr. Bilingual Pete. <laughs> English <laughs> and Dutch, all right. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I did not know that about you. So, all right. Well, why don't we dive into uh, today's scripture? Um, today we are looking at Esther chapter 7, and we're going to kind of jump around in three different parts here. We're going to do verses 1 through 6, 
and then verses 9 and 10. And then we're going to end with looking at verses 20 through 22. And so I'll read these uh, three different passages from um, Esther 7, and then we'll just have a little conversation about it. All right, so here comes Esther 7, starting with verse 1. So the king and Haman went to Queen Esther's banquet. And as they were drinking wine on the second day, the king again asked, Queen Esther, what is your petition? It will be given you. What is your request? Even up to half the kingdom, it will be granted. And then Queen Esther answered, If I have found favor with you, your majesty, and if it pleases you, grant me my life. This is my petition. And spare my people. This is my request. For I and my people have been sold to be destroyed, killed, and annihilated. If we had merely been sold as male and female slaves, I would have kept quiet, because no such distress would justify disturbing the king. King Xerxes asked Queen Esther, well, who is he? Where is he? The man who has dared to do such a thing. Esther said, an adversary, an enemy, this vile Haman. And then Haman was terrified before the king and queen. And then over to verse 9. Then Harbona, love that name, then Harbona, one of the eunuchs attending the king, said, A pole reaching to a height of 50 cubits stands by Haman's house. He had it set up for Mordecai, who spoke up to help the king. The king said, Impale him on it. And so they impaled Haman on the pole that he had set up for Mordecai. And then the king's fury subsided. And then to verse 20. Mordecai recorded these events, and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of King Xerxes, near and far, to have them celebrate annually the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar, as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies, and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy and their mourning into a day of celebration. He wrote them to observe the days as days of feasting and joy and giving presents of food to one another and gifts to the poor. And that brings us to the end of those three different passages. So, I don't know, Pete, just what kind of jumped out at you or well, stood out to you when you read these verses? Well, one of the I wrote some points down here, and one of the main ones that I can see here is that your sins will find you out. Oh. <laughs> and I just asked Naaman. So it's just interesting how the man, you know, in previous verses we haven't read here, he had to march around town with uh, Mordecai on a horse, and but this is what the king does to, to pleases him and all that kind of stuff. And he knows he's going downhill. What a trip down it was when he finds out he's going to get hanged on his own gallows. Oh, oh man. That was kind of a little twist of, uh, yeah. of the story, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So your sins will find you out was the first thing that kind of popped out to yes. you. Yes. And that, that is true. I mean, even in 2021, right? I think a lot right. of us think that, um, oh, nobody will find out that I'm doing this or yeah. nobody will know if I'm doing this behind the scenes or, but no, our, our sins do have a way yeah. of. Uh, well, I've always had the, I heard one of the pastors say this one time that when it comes to judgment and eternity, there may be that big jumbotron in, in the sky, so to say, that shows everything we've done in detail. Right. And that's kind of a, Scary thought in a That's way. That's kind of humbling, right? Like, oh my. The big jumbotron, you know? I know. Everybody can see it. Yeah. Oh my. That reminds me of when we were in a, I think, did you go to Promise Keepers in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Well, 
Yes, I was there. Yeah, I was there too. Also I mean, we were with different groups probably. Yeah, right. But I remember those big jumbotrons that they had. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So imagine all of your sins up on those. That's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who's watching, your family or just God oh, or what. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> but but how cool that we as Christians, right? We could just like, yeah, we might be embarrassed by what we see on that big screen there, but yeah. we claim Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. And we just say, hey. Yeah. He took care of all those things. He right. took care of all those things. It was punished for all those things. So I yeah. don't have to be punished. And, yeah. Yep. And that's who I belong to. Yeah. yeah. So your sins will find you out. That was what, that's what one thing that popped out to you. Um, for me, um, I was, I was kind of looking at the very end there. Um, in my Bible, the little heading above verse 20 says Purim established. And, um, it kind of talks a little bit about here in verses 20, 21, and 22 that this, I think this is one of the holidays, one of the Jewish holidays that they celebrate during the year, which is Purim. And um, yeah. I looked it up and it usually happens in like, like late winter, early spring. Okay. Um, and it's usually like a two day event in, in Jewish culture. And that this, this is the event that they celebrate. Okay. They, they celebrate the fact that the Jews were saved uh, the Esther, you know, the, the queen was, was very instrumental in saving them as a as a nation, as, as a people group. And they actually celebrate that. Um, and that got me thinking, OK, well, you know, so here we are in 2021 as Christians, you know, because back then they were celebrating right relief from their enemies. Right. I'm like, well, what do we what do we celebrate? OK, where, you know, where it's like relief from our enemies. I'm like, well. Duh, we have Easter, right? I mean, that's that's sort of like the day that we got relief from from Satan, right? And right. that 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 sin and that that punishment and that separation from our heavenly Father. Um, and so Easter is such a celebration for us Christians. And um, I, I, I just made a little connection there that you know that they have two days of celebration, you know, to celebrate when Esther, you know, saved the people, and we have Easter and actually every Sunday, right? That's why we meet right. on Sundays. Yeah. And, and worship together because that's the day that we celebrate our relief from our enemy, the devil. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was one thing that popped out at me. Now, one of the things also, you know, in verses 20 to 22, I believe, let me go to it here. It said that uh, Mordecai recorded these events and sent letters. Now, Mordecai was just Esther's uncle, you know, just hanging around the gate, apparently. Mm -hmm. And apparently he was so impressed the king because he we uh, revealed that plot to kill the king, among other right, things, right. <clears throat> that the king must have elevated him to a position of authority. Right. And, and in fact, he was elevated to a position of authority. And that's incredible by itself. Right. Right. Being, you were talking about Mordecai, you're yeah, saying. Mordecai, right? yeah, Mordecai. Because Mordecai was a Jew. Yeah. Right. And Esther was a Jew too. But right. King Xerxes had like no clue, right, yeah. that she was Jewish at yeah. that point yet. So yeah. Mordecai was already kind of kind of in charge, you might say, when he sent all this stuff to the Jews. Right. So, and the king was obviously aware of this. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, one of the other thoughts I had, you know, and I've, is that Esther took, in human terms, quite a chance in doing this. Yes. The king could have said, you could have been like Henry VIII and say, off with your head. You know? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we in our culture don't know what that's like, right? right? To have, you know, because wasn't it true that, you could not approach the king unless he like invited right. you in, especially a woman, right. right? Even if you were the queen, even the queen, yes, right. yeah. She took quite the chance, right, of coming before, yeah. before the king, yeah, yeah. And you know, 
the king obviously was led to believe Esther, not Haman, because he could have said, ah, I don't believe it. Is this, what's this woman doing, Haman? And he would have lied, of course, and said, well, right. she's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Could have happened that way, too. Right, it's true. Very Which brings along one of my other thoughts. You know, God's God works in mysterious ways to turn some plans upside down. Good case in point. He definitely does. <clears throat> yes, for sure. Do you have any stories that that you can recall where God like turned something? I know that's just kind of an off the cuff yeah, question. I but... know. Well, I'm thinking of a personal thing here, but I, you know, I, how can I put this? Some of the decisions I made 20, 30, 40 years ago could have ended up in a disaster, but they mm -hmm. didn't. Mm -hmm. I, you know, very thankful of the way things went. Right. So I know there's some divine guidance there, even though right. I wasn't the one guiding it. Right. And, uh, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that could have turned out different. Right. I, I, well, for instance, I was in Vietnam and I could have been killed easily enough. There was one right. time I was driving a truck with troops in the back and, uh, the guy next to me says, get going, get going faster, you know. And uh, later on, I said, well, what was that all about? Well, didn't you know they were shooting at us? And I thought, whoa, you know, if you're going to stop a truck, you're going to shoot the driver. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's one, one thing I can think of. There's right. probably other things, but. Uh, God intervened. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. Very cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I even think about as simple as like, um, how the Lord led me to be a teacher, right? An elementary yeah. school teacher. Because when I went into college, I was going to be a math major because I understood math pretty well. Okay. Um, but I took my first math course, which was a calculus. Yeah. And um, I got a pretty good grade in the class, A minus or so, but wow. I had no idea where I would ever use this in my life. These curves and yeah. these slopes and these yeah. equations. I'm yeah. like, okay, this isn't for me. Derivatives. I know exactly. <laughs> Sine, cos, oh, yeah. that's tr more trigonometry. But yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, this isn't what the Lord wants me to do. So I'm like, well, my dad was a banker. So yeah. maybe he wants me to go into business. So I took economics in college and that was my worst class ever. I did not, I did not understand economics at all. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then I had a friend of mine that said, Tom, have you ever thought of, you know, being an elementary school teacher? It's like, huh. And I started taking those kind of classes. Yeah. I was like, okay. So it's interesting how the Lord leads, yeah. you know, he can like, intervene in a in a miraculous way but yeah. you could also intervene like hey you're kind of going down the wrong route tom i need you to go over here yeah um yeah so anyway as we wrap up today's episode pete um what are, what are some things we can leave with our with our listeners today well one th you know one thought is god knows everything and sees everything yes and if you think you're doing something that God's not going to find out you're only fooling yourself. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, God exists outside of time as we know it. And he can, he's everywhere at once. And we don't understand that. I know that. Right. But uh, it's, that's, that God is God. We can't True. understand him. True. But uh, he sure understands us. Definitely. Definitely. So, so I've learned over the years that, uh, you know, that watch what you do. And I've not done terrible, nasty things, but I've done some stupid things over the years. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm grateful to have been, Rescued from some of these right. dumb, dumb, not nasty things, but dumb things. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, and so that's what you want to leave with our listeners. I just want to leave with our listeners just this sense of like celebration, like they had at the end here, oh, yeah. you know, to celebrate what the Lord, what the Lord has done, you yeah. know, and l let's do that listeners, right? Let's celebrate what the Lord has done in our lives. You yeah. know, whether it's um something simple, 
Okay, whether it's something profound or miraculous, um, yeah. let's let's celebrate as, as as people come to you know as we come together on Sunday yeah. mornings. Let's let's celebrate those things. Yeah. So, well, listeners, as we um, wrap here, may the Lord bless you today on this Monday. Uh, may He keep you. Um, may the Lord just guide you along His paths uh, because the enemy is there trying to get us off of the path all the time. So may He continue to guide you and lead you on the path of righteousness and. Um, yeah, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.